0: It's time for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Nerding Football. Now, from Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania in Belmont, California, here is Maggie and Matthew Paveo. Good evening, everyone. It is actually Thursday this week. We keep we keep changing it up on everyone. Thursday, dad and daughter talk, nerding football, kind of the season, regular season at least, concluding episode. Um, Maggie, how's it going? First off,
1: you know uh, it's an interesting time yes. in the semester.
0: <laughs> oh, in the semester, just for you,
1: and and also, yeah. and also. And, I mean, I feel like the podcast we do today could completely yeah. change if we had Absolutely. done it tomorrow or even Saturday. So. Yeah, who
0: knows? It will change. I mean, there's yeah. just no doubt. There is no doubt that this has just been a nutball last couple of days, but uh, okay. <laughs> uh, we'll see here. Oh, that's weird. Um, all right. Well, let's just dive right into it. Maggie, you and I were lucky enough to attend last week's stanford game the 56 23 demol you know destruction of the stanford cardinal by the notre dame fighting irish it actually wasn't even that close i guess for a quarter it was close Uh, but really 56 23 there was a garbage touchdown at the end so notre dame did what they had to do came out west on the road finished off a very very undermanned and poor stanford team although i'm sure that they will do better coming up i have Faith in their coach, I, they were they were doing some interesting things, but Notre Dame was just too much for them. As um, you used to see the difference in two programs, but Meg, what did you like about this game?
1: Um, I mean, the big part of our play seemed to just be Audric Estime. Like, I, I know that I picked Audric Estime for many times. Like we've talked about how good he is in the past. But I think mm-hmm. that this game, especially that he surpassed that record that was being held, um, it really was like the Audrick Estime show. Um, he kind of just ran all over Stanford,
0: and yeah, you know, kind of was absolutely. like,
1: okay, yeah, why didn't he get the Doak Walker recognition? Yeah. It made me even more mad, actually, <laughs> um, <laughs> and also just seeing him in real life, like running yeah. those plays, is just crazy. Um, it, it
0: was, it was crazy. I mean 25 carries 238 yards and four touchdowns and actually that was pretty much in three quarters worth of play right and he didn't play much in the fourth quarter if at all I don't, I don't know I'd have to go back and watch but you're absolutely Audrey was a just incredible performance by our I don't know if I've, I you know he the record is something like 268 or nine yards by Julius Jones um, he would have easily gotten that probably would have taken him three more carries to get it. Um, and, and if he'd run in the fourth quarter, he might have two more to touchdowns. I mean, if they ran him in the fourth quarter, he probably would have 32 carries, 310 yards, and five six touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, it was that kind of performance. Um, so, yeah, I didn't mean to step on you, Maggie, on that one. I just got so excited because you're exactly right. Audrey yesterday was the dope the Walker people. I don't know. I don't know. Continue, Maggie. I'm sorry.
1: I mean, that's really honestly what I – like the main point. I just remember yeah. like watching the game and it would get a little bit close and then Estimate would just like run all over them. Um, right. I did, I liked how it seemed, and maybe because it was the nature of the score, but it, it seemed like we were utilizing wide receivers better. And this also might just be a thing of watching it in person rather than like watching it on TV. But mm-hmm. it felt like a lot more wide receivers got involved. I mean, on and Great House, who are two people who have not had a touchdown in a few games, um, both got touchdowns. And then Tobias Merriweather even had a catch, um, which is, you know, saying something considering how his year had gone. Right. Uh, so I like to see new people kind of get mixed in. But at the same time, I'm looking at the Autryk Cast to make four touchdowns, and that's just mainly the story of the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, it's hard to look away from from him, you know, in this game. But we shall. We shall. Uh Anything else you liked in this game? I mean, Audrey guess me, Audrey guess me, Audrey Esme. But what about something? Maybe something on the defensive, like.
1: Uh, I mean, honestly, the defense was going to be part of my what I didn't really like, um, oh, at the, okay. uh, or at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I liked I actually, and this is maybe talking too much about who I'm going to pick for my players of the game, but, <laughs> um. I did. Okay. I I liked watching Maris Leofau, and that's surprising because yeah. I I didn't yeah. think that I would notice that. But I think it was mostly in the first half, I believe. Um, you know, he's up for that. He was a finalist for some award, and everyone was kind of like, "I don't get it," and I still don't fully get it. Like after yeah. one game, my mind has not completely changed. Yeah. But I feel like in the past, I've been like Maris Leofau, like he's never lived up to his. Yeah. What everyone thought he was going to be, but he played. He played well against Stanford. I'll give him that. So I thought,
0: yeah, it. yeah, I liked the pressure we were able to put on. I thought our defense was put in some rough spots, especially at the beginning, and really just held the line. They were the one part that I think played a full game. I didn't see. I mean, there were a couple of yes defensive breakdowns on a really wacky offense that we had to adjust for, and they made the adjustments. And um, you know, that's what you get from it. you have a veteran linebacker core like that. You can make adjustments on the fly, and people understand what to do, and you know, they don't get rattled and um, I thought we saw that in this game that Notre Dame for sure was not expecting some of the, I mean, they were crazy formations that that Samro was running out there and it fooled Notre Dame a few times for some long gainers, but they held the line and really when they started exchanging field, you know, just get letting kick field goals. You're like, all right, this is going to be no problem. Um, and it was our defense that kind of led the way. So I thought that was all right. Let's get to you. What did you not like about this game, Maggie?
1: Well, I did say defense originally and Yes, I think I was mostly, well, excuse me, mostly thinking when okay. saying that that it was very close at the beginning, which is my yeah. main thing that I didn't like. But that was honestly more of a testament to Hartman mm-hmm. and how Hartman fumbled and threw an yeah. interception. Ridiculous. So that's honestly not really about the defense. So sorry, defense. I'm <laughs> not throwing you under the bus a few, a few seconds something. ago. Yeah. Um, I didn't like how in this game and then also in the Wake Forest game. I talked about it a little bit about something that I wouldn't like to see in the last episode, but um, I don't like how we have these teams. Like I know we need to kind of settle into the game, but I don't like how we have these teams that we obviously can dominate because look at the final score, kind of stick around at the beginning. I mean, we were losing after the first quarter, (laughs) like we were losing to Stanford. And I mean, I never really believed that it was going to get too, too close. Um, I mean, That being said, it was the second half and all of a sudden I looked up and we had (laughs) scored like three touchdowns. So um, it honestly felt like very different in the second half. But that's the same thing that happened in the Wake Forest game. And I just it was still a dominant performance, of course. But I would like to skip that first quarter in both of the Wake Forest and the Stanford game because it was just such a slow start.
0: Well, you know, you look at the, the quarters and in the first quarter, if you just said the first and the fourth quarter, it would be 20 to 14 Stanford right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you just took the first and the fourth or, but if you take the second and the third quarter, it's 42 to three Notre Dame in two quarters. I mean, it was seriously, this kind of woke up and, and yeah, it was that start was terrible. The, the decision, the pass, the one thing I did not like was the pass um, by, by um, Sam Hartman. i on, I think it was on a third down or something. You'll see it off his back foot across the field Easy, not easy, but I mean, definitely a Division One interception. He's a six-year quarterback. You should not make those plays at all. Uh, it's just there was no excuse for. it. I didn't get it. Like I understand the other fumble that he had. That's just him being sloppy with the ball at the end, and he should have gone out out of bounds, and he didn't. Um, but what can you do at that point? This one was like, what are you doing, man? Plus, do you not know your kind of arm? You don't have that kind of arm where you can <laughs> squeeze stuff in. Like, you just don't. And and that's okay. He's a good quarterback. But I, I don't know. I was just really stunned by that path. I, I didn't understand it at all. Um I don't know if he was asked about it after the game. I would love to know. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, Anyway, I and I think – Everything else was, I think, fine. I mean, Jadarian Price fumbled, but he was trying to make it play. It just happens. and He just got hit up, you know. Um, Yeah, I think the sloppiness at the beginning, a bad start at the beginning. We need to get over that, especially on the road. seems to be a problem. Um, But anyway, that's what I didn't like. All right, Maggie. Enough of this negativity. How about your player of the game? I mean, is there any other choice? We only have, like, one choice, really, don't we?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm choosing Audrick S. and I know – Every time I pick him, I say that I've picked him a lot. But to be honest, if you look at his full season, he's been wow. all, all around our, probably one of our best players on offense. Not probably, our, one of our best yes. players on offense. Yes. If yeah. not the best player. I mean, I don't know if you want right. to get into offensive line well, or anything.
0: but I, I mean, I think we should um, – w- yes, we will talk about that at our next show, kind of give our mm-hmm. season-ending awards and all that stuff. But, yes.
1: I, yeah, I ahead. mean, he's, yeah. he's in a bright spot and a consistent – like, I feel like I say the same reasoning every single week but he hasn't let me down so um, right. not gonna play, I guess right he's maybe not gonna play in the bowl game but um
0: yeah he, well who knows but yeah I don't
1: know yeah I don't think so I
0: he, he should a great
1: season and I <laughs> yeah. and I it honestly makes sense now why Logan digs like transferred. because <laughs> yeah right. is now having this kind of season um right. for touchdowns like there's not really yeah, you're right. he also plays a good amount of the game like he never really sits out too too much he really gives it his all
0: yeah you're absolutely right there was absolute there was there was no room for logan Diggs in this in this room right it just makes works out so much better with estimate as the lead dog and a couple of young guys coming up uh, price and pain and and uh, um love um yeah so good move by logan Diggs. he had a good season too anyway yeah, yeah I, i'll go just because we have to pick someone else um, are we just, I mean, Audrick Estime is my pick. You can't go. How could you not? He was all pretty much all their offense. I mean, I guess you could pick Jordan Faison as player A, one A, or at least number two. Um, but yeah, Audrey Estime. You are both. I don't know if we've ever picked the same person, Maggie. Have we? I don't know. We'd have to go back and look at a lot. But
1: I mean, you just cannot.
0: Uh, yeah. Him. What other offense did they have that was anything? Yeah. You know, Great House had a touchdown. I guess you know, but. I mean, I think what it did, I mean, look, I, I think Hartman only threw like 14 passes. I was like, yeah, he's eight for 14. Um, when you throw eight from 14 with an interception and you still are, com- you win 56 to 23. Ugh, I just thought of one other thing. I didn't like the pass by Steve Angeli. After all we were okay. talking about, he throws the pick. I'm just having to throw it out there. I'm sorry. Um, that was an ugly pick. He just got, you could tell he got flustered. He was late to the, the pass. It was just. Uh, everything we did not want to see because it was a really amateurish mistake <laughs> or like, you know, a guy who doesn't have a lot of playing time mistake. All right. So Maggie, defensive player of the game, a little more difficult.
1: Okay. Well, I, I mean, this is what I was saying. I was kind of alluding. I did pick yes. Maris Leafau because I feel like I was pretty harsh on him earlier in the mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll give credit where credit's due. I think he, he was played fairly well. Again, this okay. was probably mostly in the first half, and it was just something that I had noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just realizing I could have picked someone else. So, uh, But I'm sticking <laughs> I'm sticking to my pick. Unless you don't say the other person I'm thinking of, then I will bring I it up. I
0: probably will. I think I probably will. Uh, now, we could say Jack Kaiser, who had a great game. He also had an interception. But I'm going with Javante Jean-Baptiste. No. That's not who you were going to say? That is who I was going to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, because he – and we didn't have anything in there about special teams, but he would definitely get this. Oh, they didn't make the block, but that was one of the best runs of the year uh, for a touchdown. But he also had a sack and a half um, Was dominating again. He has been so consistent. Talk about a good guy to get in the transfer portal. Uh, and it did well coming to Notre Dame from Ohio State. Gervonta Jean-Baptiste was my player of the game. But I could because you know who else I just kind of cite, honorable mentions, I'll call him, were Cam Hart and, um, and uh, Benjamin Morrison, uh, because, My two yeah, I mean, uh, what's his name? Elik, uh, 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 Aoman, <laughs> uh, Aomaner? Oh, oh Manor. yeah. I mean, yeah. And he, yeah, he had seven catches, but only for 58 yards. And every time I watched, like really focused in on Cam Hart, he was covering his, those guys, both of them, Benjamin Morrison, just, a few times I just said, I'm just going to watch those guys on this play because it was an obvious passing play. And they guys were just covered, which led to a lot of sacks by the Notre Dame defense. There were a lot of coverage sacks in this game. Now, they were dominating on the line, but there were also a lot, of, a lot of coverage sacks. So, um yeah, side note, the defensive backs, as always, played great, but Javante Javante is my defensive player of the game.
1: So you chose, like, four players?
0: No, they were honorable mentions. I said okay. honorable mentions.
1: Okay, All yeah. Right. But when I pick two
0: players, I get in trouble. You know you never say honorable mention. You just say these are my two players. I'm, I'm mentioning players them team. honorably. I'm, yeah, but you say they're your player game. I'm not saying that. I'm saying Javante Jean Baptiste is my player of the game. The others had good games, but they're not my player of the game.
1: Okay, well, I'm That's making a note for the future then.
0: Now, there you go. Well, there you go. Learn a little something from me.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So Notre Dame finishes this 12 game season, uh, nine and three, pending the bowl game, obviously. But um, let's just talk regular season, Maggie. What are your thoughts on the regular season?
1: I mean, it honestly feels like simultaneously a really, really long season, but also I feel like the Navy game was like yesterday like it feels feels slow and fast <laughs> um, <laughs> but I I liked the beginning, didn't like the middle uh-huh. and then I liked the end. The middle <laughs> was the rough part and right. um, I <sighs> which we knew like I mean I just feel like we yeah, talked about that. We did talk about, like, those four games and, like, splitting the season into, like, four game stretches. Um, I just – I guess I kind of thought that this would be the year that Freeman kind of has his, like, breakout year. You're thinking you got Hartman, and then we realized Hartman maybe is not as good as we thought he was. Um, But too late in the season, we found that out. Um, So I thought that this was going to be, like, the year. Like, Freeman was settled in. This is his second year. Um, he has a new offensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator is still looking good. Like I thought that everything was going to kind of mesh together, and now um, with all of this turnaround that I think we're going to talk about in a second, but all of this like transfer portal turnaround, it makes me more worried for next year than I was going into this year. If that mm-hmm. makes kind of sense, it's mm-hmm. yeah. it's definitely it was a stress. It was a roller coaster of a year, yeah, season, maybe. not year. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I think to, to your point, the highs were very good highs. The beating of USC, um, the dominating of subpar teams, um, they looked great when they could do that. And the running attack and uh, beating um, Duke on the road turned out to be a pretty good win. Uh, but, but they just never had that real, really good win of like, you know, even the Ohio State game where you're like, you just lost by a bit. feels okay, but man, it was right there. D.J. Um, Brown missed the interception and the one yard, having not enough men on the field. It's just, ah, uh, come on. And then being flat against Clemson is inexcusable. I don't know. Still don't know how they lost that game. That was probably the low point of the season for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, um, but I do think at the beginning of the season you said they're going to be nine and three, with possibly being ten and three after the bowl game, and they're going to go to a pretty good goal. You'd be like, well, eh, this is not kind of why we got Sam Hartman and we shit, but it's about as low as you could go. Anything else should be very unacceptable. This is, I don't want to say acceptable, but at least you can live with it. I guess that means acceptable, but you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not freaking out. I would be freaking out if they were, if they were eight and four. So, you know, they won the games, basically they were supposed to win except for probably the Clemson one. Maybe you can make an argument for the Louisville one, but Louisville at home seems to be now as they are playing for the ACC championship, not a terrible, terrible loss. Um, the Clemson one seems pretty terrible. That, that team is anemic on offense. And Notre Dame just let them have that game. And then, you I, know, you beat Ohio State and the whole season would have turned around. But yeah. yeah,
1: that's what I was thinking. I was thinking after that Ohio State game, like I remember watching that game and fully the whole time thinking that we were going to win it. And oh, well, when yeah. we did not, I mean, it was very close. So my, I wasn't crazy for sure. thinking that. And then in that last drive when it didn't work, Right. It was just like, honestly, that's when everything went right. Just, and it does make me wonder if we had like won that game, what the rest of the season would look yeah. like because maybe the culture on the team would have been a little bit different. Right. Hartman um, would have, it seemed like he had a little bit of a dip in maybe some confidence or just like some. I don't know. It was the middle of the season, it was not my favorite. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad we won these last two. Yeah. We'll do a little bit
0: more next episode as we do a season recap and maybe we'll go by a few of the games, like really in depth or a little bit more in depth, but yeah, thoughts of the mega season. I would give it a B, B minus. I think it would be my grade. I guess we'll do that next time, but let me think about it a little bit more. Um, Right now what's causing everybody angst in the Notre Dame world is the transfer portal Uh, specifically because Notre Dame hasn't started signing people up yet and they are just losing people. Um, So far we've lost Chris Tyree, which was kind of a shock um Braylon James again kind of a shock um I'm trying to think of who else we lost uh Asafa Mensa, right mm-hmm. shocking that he just decided to transfer portal and not um just go pro no, not that he would get drafted but you know just kind of like he, he must play another year of college football I guess um but he wasn't getting a lot of playing time here I and mean, you know, anyway um and then who am I forgetting um oh Zeke Carell um not really surprised. I mean, he'd lost his job pretty much by the end of the year, kind of beaten up too, which is kind of sad. And then, um, uh, who's the other kid? Um, Henderson
1: and, Ramon Henderson. Uh, oh, Ramon, right,
0: right. right Ramon Braylon
1: James.
0: James. Oh, I thought I said Braylon James, no? James Braylon
1: James. And uh, Tobias Merriweather.
0: That's it, Tobias Merriweather. Mm-hmm. Right, right, okay. Um, Maggie, which one of these, one are you most surprised for? I can well, already mention a few. Oh, uh, hey, Holden stays, maybe? Do we know this for a fact?
1: Um, Did Holden that's what staying... I was just trying to check. Uh huh. see. Well, while you check that, I will say yeah, that I would have picked him as um, my most surprising. I mean, of course, it's not confirmed. So. Who stays? Yeah. Because yeah. I think if he came back, I guess Mitchell Evans would be recovered by then. Mm-hmm. Like next by next season, hopefully, but um, that'd be long recovery. But um, mm-hmm. he would still, I guess, you also have Kevin Bauman, so you'd be the third tight end. Mm-hmm. So, like, I kind of get it. I
0: think that's what but, it's about, maybe,
1: but I don't know. And I also, I guess, I wasn't even thinking about how a tight end would interact with Chancey Stuckey at all, so I wasn't really thinking about like how that would affect his future. So, I really only thought we were going to lose like wide receivers. Um, so if if he is in the portal or planning on going to the portal, I would say it would be Holden's Days. Um the other ones, I guess Braylon James was kind of surprising because I feel like he's so young and mm-hmm. and like Chris Tyree it kind of makes sense. Maybe we want to change the scenery. These new guys like Braylon James would be coming yeah. in to take your job. And Tobias Murray rather makes sense because we've talked about how he's basically been on transfer watch since like
0: Yeah
1: week two. Um, right. So his uh, coach leaving is just kind of the cherry on top there. Um, <laughs> so I would say Braylon James definitely hold and stays if he is in the portal.
0: Yeah. You don't see anything on Holden stays right now, but, but, and it was funny because I did notice um, when we went to the game that he was out of the game. I didn't know that he was going to be out of the game. So that's, that's kind of weird um, right now in the transfer portal. I forgot. Um, Aiden K can K- Kan Kane? I don't know.
1: Canina, or wait, Nina.
0: Hold on, Naina. I need to pull it up.
1: Naina?
0: Anyway, he's in there too. I don't even can't even say his name. So you know, enjoy your next career, next team.
1: I mean, he um, got an artium degree, I believe. Yeah, so that's great, kind right? of like the best of both worlds. I
0: don't. I, all of these, none of them really surprises surprised me. Chris Tyree a little bit, just because, um, just because I, I thought it just made sense for him to come back and be the slot receiver for us and start next year and go, maybe it's because they're keeping Jared Parker. Or maybe it's because they got rid of Stucky. Maybe yeah, you're right. He wants to be something different. Maybe he wants to be a running back. You know, maybe once he, wants, maybe he didn't like this thing to receiver. I'm a running, maybe that's what he wants to be. And if that's so, then, then, you know, there's no place for him here. Tobias all already, again, the guy we talked about all year long is already kind of predicted to go to Washington. It's a hometown that, or, you know, he's from the Pacific Northwest. And it makes a lot of sense. I, he just it never hooked on. It just wasn't going to work, you know. This is the one year where, like, he, he, the whole year, kind of, we said at the beginning, kind of, when He was one of the key players that we said it's going to kind of stick with him, and it just never did. So enjoy the Northwest. I don't. Um, I am concerned, but Holden stays. That seems odd. He, I think he would have been in. He would have been in heavy rotation next year for sure, um, especially with Mitchell Evans out basically probably till November. Um, anyway. Uh, is there anyone that you're concerned about going now? Like who would, like, I don't, I, Braylon James was so surprised because I thought he was just going to be really good. Uh, everything I'd heard, he was working hard and, you know, I don't know, just wasn't happening for me. You lose your coach, you want to leave. It, it may, I hope it's not an emotional decision. I hope you really thought about it. Um, but what? what's, you see any major problems with any of these guys leaving so far? We kind of sort of talked about it, but like people are really nervous right now in, in Notre Dame Nation, just because of these all but I don't see anyone that I'm like, oh my God, there's their season.
1: I think it's, and this is kind of why I said Braylon James is it's just the depth aspect. I mean, yeah. obviously Tobias Merriweather was not getting a lot of catches. None of these, well, except for Chris Tyree, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, none of these receivers were getting consistent catches. So um, the thing that worries me though is just losing Chris Tyree basically and losing the possibility of seeing Braylon James become this great player. Um, I mean, like at Notre Dame, he still might be great (laughs) somewhere else. Um, So just the depth. I mean, we've already seen that the wide receivers were not the strongest because they were riddled by injuries. So the fact that that depth would even go further down because, (laughs) because Chris Tyree and Braylon James were actually two of the healthier wide receivers, just kind of worries me a little bit. Um, but it seems like so many people are going to the portal right now that you think that it's kind of like a give and take. So right. Right. we're well, gonna have to like... get some players at some point. It's just and and the portal's not even technically open yet. I don't think. And I think it opens December fourth.
0: Yeah, I think you're right after the season. But it, it was interesting. I think you bring up a great point. This is just kind of how things do business nowadays, and you have to rely on the brand being great and the coaching staff being great recruiters. And we're going to have to go out and get some people to fill these places. And I think probably – I know there are better options than Braylon James and Chris Tyree, a wide receiver. I know that there are better options, probably even than Holden stays at tight end, um, that Notre Dame can go out and get. I, I, or For sure, see Corral, who already was replaced, I think. and But um, you know, one of the players that, that we heard about maybe transferring this week and made us – or today. So one to really keep an eye on is Rico Flores. Uh, Jr. from Sacramento. Meg and I were able to visit, not visit with him, but we were at the team hotel uh, before the game. He sat, looked very relaxed, but he was sitting with Chauncey Stuckey and, and a lot of his family. So they're very close for sure. Meg, are you nervous about Rico Flores leaving?
1: I mean, that would be an emotional decision if he made it because I think that I think that he's he will be put into heavier rotation. Like mm-hmm. it helps him. I mean, I know these are probably his friends, but it helps him that Braylon James and Chris Tyree and Tobias Merriweather are leaving. Um, we'll so get I friends. think. <laughs> what? We'll get you new yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get new friends <laughs> in the transfer portal. Right. Um, but I think, like, if he was thinking about it, not the emotional aspect of it, I think that his best career move, obviously biased, is to stay at Notre Dame. Um, well, yeah. He's a starter.
0: Yeah. 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 What, what do you, What else do you want? You're a starter at Notre Dame. That's pretty good as a freshman. What else are you looking for? You know, it was all about Chancey Stucky. I mean, this is if he's leaving. He might not. You know, I don't know what else you're gonna. You're only gonna get more playing time. I don't. I don't see anybody coming to take Cam Williams. Not gonna take Rico Flores' spot. You know, he's certainly probably gonna take Brandon James's spot, which is why Brandon James right left. You know, or are they going to recruit some people in? Maybe they already know a couple receivers they're going to get. I don't know. Um, what about um, uh, the one who's coming already that we pretty much know? I mean, 100% uh, 24/7 Sports is saying it's 100% that Riley Leonard is going to come to Notre Dame. It certainly seems that way. Um, thoughts on that, Maggie?
1: I'm not happy about it.
0: Okay. <laughs> Elaborate.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, in my notes, I just say I do not want him. Period. I. I'm having a very similar situation to when, I mean, obviously it's different because as a family, we like Tyler a lot more than we liked Steve Angeli. We still like Steve Angeli, but Tyler Buckner was like our family player. Like we, <laughs> so it was really hurtful when they got Hartman. Um, but I just, with Hartman at least, I feel like he was such an old guy and like mm-hmm. such a, such a established, like, quarterback. Like, he was consistent. Like, we knew yeah, that I'm he sorry. was going to be a highly sought-after, like, quarterback when he went into the portal. For but sure. I just, I don't, Riley Leonard is a name that I have only really heard of, and maybe this is my fault, this year when we played mm-hmm. him. Um, that's, like, the only time, well, I mean, obviously after, two, but that was the first time he was brought up to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, I know that, it's really hard to be team Angeli right now because he got put in the Stanford game and immediately threw an interception. Yeah, right. But I maybe mean... he was nervous, you know, maybe he wasn't <laughs> warmed up. There are all these things that could have happened. He's played like well at other times. So yeah. I just I just don't like the default being a transfer quarterback and people are saying this is just like the bridge between Kelly and Freeman's quarterback recruiting like um, Kenny Minchie is like a Freeman quarterback. Um, so this is just going to be like the transitional time. But I'm like, aren't we good enough where he can coach? Like, yeah. Angeli was a sought-after recruit. Like, he wasn't, like, a was random, like, walk-on. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. it kind of makes me upset that we're kind of giving up on Angeli so soon. Um, well, it'll be interesting to see if, what yeah. he does, I guess.
0: Yeah, I don't know if, if, um, if they're giving up on Angeli. I actually think that – and I don't know if Riley Leonard – I mean, I'm sure they're, they're telling him you're going to be the starter. But I don't know that that's guaranteed. I, I would – you know, I think um, – I think Len- – you know, if you put – here's my thought. It's that if you put Steve Jelly with the Duke offense this year, would he have done – or last year, would he have done any better or worse than Riley Leonard? I think probably just about the same. Um, I don't think Riley Leonard is – I could be wrong, but you're right. He, does, he doesn't have the same cachet, at least that Stan Hartman has coming in. I, I do think it is – he's not the proven absolute proven person coming in. So I think Steve Angelis has a chance to beat him out. I, I worry about Kenny Menchie in this whole thing. And maybe that's just how it is. And she's going to be gone. Um, Cause you might not see a place for him. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, it's funny. I, you know, DG Uyungle came out today as far as <laughs> this is a portal again too. <laughs> and just stay where you want to be. Yeah, like... Somebody check on Phil Jakovic. Is he in the portal? Somebody check well, on uh... – Someone
1: said jokingly that he was.
0: Yeah. Oh, perfect. Somebody <laughs> or maybe check not on... jokingly. Yeah, maybe he's in. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, somebody check on – Queen Ewers? Yeah, Queen Ewers. Not Queen Ewers. Check on um... – Oh, my goodness. The kid... Who was that? West Virginia. USC and West Virginia. JD oh, Daniel. JT. Where does he, he have
1: him? any eligibility left?
0: I mean, if, he he got, does, like, year? if he does, he's in the portal. <laughs> If he does, he's in the portal. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, anyway, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I It's not as a, a, much of a guarantee as Hartman coming in. And even then, we said Hartman and Buckner would battle. And I guess they did. I don't know. But Riley Leonard, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, see if that's going to happen. I'm, I'm more interested. Go ahead.
1: No, finish. I just, I'll say something after.
0: I'm more interested in the defensive tackle from Duke who uh said he's also in the portal um i think his name is peebles or something like that um i i I, we need more of that position i think it would be more to start looking at like all right um who else is out there for us to get i mean everybody now is jumping in this portal it's it's remarkable how many people are already in um but like i think you were saying earlier we should think of this as who can we add not who are we going to take away aeneas peebles um he's a defensive lineman from duke was great this year we need to get him um you know and uh and then looking at wide receivers i think there's one out of south carolina that was that was uh that came out we need to get him these these really you know solid solid performers and you'll forget all about braylon james when he's pulling his, you see jordan johnson i think just uh, signed with uh, university of tennessee martin so that's where he ended up nothing not is Jordan johnson he, I, I liked him when he was here it's just these guys don't know how good they have it when you're at Notre Dame you know, it's is a good, good gig for you guys. Um, anyway, I'm ranting now. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, look at, be, be following receivers is what I would be telling people, be following the receivers. Uh, I can't find the South Carolina one that I, that I liked.
1: I guess, um, I guess something that's interesting about I mean, it will change, of course, when the portal officially opens. But I just remember this buzz surrounding Hartman and everyone being so excited. And I feel like we saw more of Tyler Buckner than we did Mm Angeli, which might have been, you know, his fault. But um, (laughs) but people were so excited about Hartman. And I just don't see that with Leonard. I think it's – I see a lot of – it's very early. um, But I just feel like people are saying mostly like, okay, we're going to get him. Yeah. It's not like an exciting choice, Um. Right. right. Which kind yeah. of is not the best thing to hear. But in terms yeah. of like, there are some wide receivers that are interesting. There's an Oregon wide receiver, Cozart. Right. There's a Clemson wide receiver, Bo Collins, yeah. and then Thank there's you. a USC wide receiver, Relique Brown. So all programs that we probably had some overlap with in terms of recruiting them. So um, I would I would look at those. But also, they're from these programs, so why aren't they getting playing time? But maybe I they will, need an opportunity. So.
0: I will also, yeah, I'll, I will always follow these guys, these zoning guys when they leave and just find out what, what happens to them. Did they have a good you know, career or did it kind of fall apart? I, I think consistency is key. I think uh, you know, we'll see what we can pick up, but I, I like consistency in a program. But I think that's over. That's probably old school thinking at this point. All right, Maggie. Chancey Stucky is the other big news and, and a lot of probably why we're talking about receivers leaving. I mean, three out of the the six or so players that have left or receivers set, you know, four, if you count stays, if he actually is leaving in five, if you count Rico Flores, who knows if he's leaving too. Um, any thoughts on this chance of Stucky? Any thoughts on why? Do we know how, why this happened? Like, I guess, you know, it's all about performance or there must have been something else. No. Do you think there's something else?
1: I mean, we can speculate and speculate. I've seen many people say different things about whether it was just like a professional like he was just not doing his job or if it was something surrounding culture um like just how he like treated his players um i do admit it's kind of odd because i feel like he was out of all positions um especially on the offense i don't really understand saying i'm not gonna fire any coaches one day <laughs> and then yeah. the next day freeman fired chancy stuckey right but retained jared parker
0: that's the weird part, right? I, I One day after saying I'm not going to do this and he did so something must have happened. I don't know. It's something very weird. It can't just be for per, 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 per performance. Um, something was up. Something was not right. So, you know, maybe we'll do a little bit more research and see what's going on. Maybe something else will come out after that. I don't know. I mean, it like, seemed like a nice enough guy when we saw him at the whole T-Motel, but you know.
1: Yeah. I, I go back and forth though because you could argue his development like wasn't the best if we're talking about yeah. him being fired for like just not doing his job. Um, but like also is riddled with injuries, yeah. but also mm-hmm. going back on that, Matt Salerno and Jordan Faison were like two of your better wide receivers.
0: <laughs> right. So, right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's so weird. Um, all right. Uh, Xavier Watts, I used to put this in late, uh, Xavier Watts was snubbed for the Thorpe award. He leads or is tied for the lead, I think in interceptions in college football, and yet was not up for best defensive back. Maggie, this goes into – it's funny that we have to have this conversation. Which one of these are you most shocked at? That Watts was snubbed, that Estimate was snubbed, that Al Golden was snubbed, or I'll even throw Maris Leaf out, was not snubbed. (laughs) 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 Which one Um, was most shocking to you?
1: I mean, the Maris one is pretty shocking, but if we're talking about, like, regular snubs, um, I feel like when I look at stats – especially being a kyle hamilton fan who has been getting a lot of buzz around him um can't go an episode without talking about him Uh, (laughs) one thing i always look at is interceptions because i think it's an easy thing to help like look at the quality of a defensive back (laughs) i feel like that's one thing you like look at the most and it's so easy to see i mean with yards and everything sometimes i get like a little bit tripped up so like audric Estime getting beat out was shocking especially because he played so well against stanford but i just feel like you can't argue with a number of interceptions that a player has in a game i'm just really confused if he's leading he's leading college football in all interceptions correct i believe so so like what i know (laughs) that's the part i don't i don't know why i don't i believe powell was also snubbed for this award
0: yeah and yeah and then last year i heard on some pod that um Michael Mayer was snubbed. I forgot about that. So you know, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, you were like, snubbed at the end. I mean, the, yeah. But wait, Brock Bowers who won it last year? Was it Bowers? No, the kids Yeah, on the top. it was. I think it was. The kids I thought the it was time. Brock Bowers. Oh, was it? I wasn't. No.
1: I think it was Brock Bowers, um, Michael Mayer, and Dalton Sinca- Kincaid. Kincaid.
0: Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, that's who I thought won it. Dalton Kincaid. But, but I think Dalton
1: Kincaid me. got there. I think they still gave it to Brock Bowers because I think okay. it was a whole thing about like the stats of Brock Bowers versus Michael um, Mayer. I don't
0: know. You're right. I think you're right.
1: But then also, like, look at the professional careers of Michael Mayer and Kyle Hamilton, no. whoever brought him up. Uh, they're right. playing great. So, really, <laughs> jokes on college football, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess so. All right, Maggie, uh, let's do some bowl prediction. Where do you think Notre Dame's going this week? Are they going to take a bite out of that uh, Pop-Tart? Or That's... are they going to be playing in the Relia Quest Bowl against LSU?
1: Although it maybe doesn't have the – appeal as a pop tart does i really want to see them play lsu in the rely bowl i okay you know i love a good storyline i'll keep saying that yeah it's a good to be against brian kelly and it would be against logan diggs which would also be interesting um and uh what's the mm-hmm. who's the special teams was he fired Oh, yeah. Polian? Uh, yeah, Polian. Is he gone? I think, he's, I, think, I think he's still with the program.
0: I think he's just doing a recruit. I think. I'm not sure. Okay. He's not doing no, special I'm teams anymore. So we won't have that. I won't bring him into yet. this then. Yeah, that would be great if he was. That would be fantastic. <laughs> so, okay, I'm with you. I, I, I'll i go with – I don't care either way, actually. I'm not I'm this big we need to get our revenge in LSU right now against Brian Kelly. I'd rather it be for the national championship, or I'd rather it be like the regular season because I'm afraid that Jalen Daniels and these players will play and it just needs some enough of a scrimmage. But um, – We'll see. We'll see. I, I hope they win the game. Is really what I hope for. Uh, all right, Maggie. Big weekend in college football. It's championship week. The picks should be flowing. What do you got yes. for me this week?
1: Very easy to choose five games. I bet. Um, so first is actually tomorrow. So I'm glad we're doing it right now. Yes. Uh, is Oregon at Washington? The Pac-12, the last ever Pac-12 championship, and I'm gonna say that Oregon wins it because. All right. Uh, we might have a future duck in the house, actually. Uh, True. We <laughs> perhaps might.
0: we might. Yeah, uh, I am going with uh, as well. I will go with Oregon.
1: Uh, and I'll next, put on my
0: new Oregon hat.
1: Next is the Big Twelve championship. Um, Oklahoma State at Texas, or sorry, against Texas.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're all not at play, even the o- Oregon, uh, Washington is in Vegas, I think. Really? Yeah, they play in Vegas. Oh. It uh, so would be the Rose Bowl? Who, who? Yeah, you would think, right? Who would knew that the the last Pac-12 game would be in Las Vegas? Who had that? Kind of sums everything
1: up, to be honest, yeah. with the Pac-12.
0: I am going with Texas, and I think Texas is going to just destroy this team. <laughs> I think that this will not be a close game.
1: I'm going with Texas as well. um yeah. I just Oklahoma State's kind of had a good swing at the end of the season, but I. Don't think they're good enough yeah. to beat Texas. They've
0: done it with smoke and mirrors, and I know that um, you know Texas needs to win with style points. So that's what I'm thinking, man, they are, they're they're going to come with their A game.
1: And right. this is their last Big Twelve championship, right? Yeah. going the SEC yeah, next it's, year.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the Big Twelve's still around, correct? I think.
1: Yes, I, I think like Oklahoma concept, State's yeah. still there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yes. Right. Exactly.
1: Um, maybe next year, Oklahoma State.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There you go.
1: Next is the SEC championship, which is uh, Georgia at Alabama. Shocking. Um,
0: yeah, in, yeah. Which is why is you it, say at Alabama. I think it's playing in Atlanta, but that, that's okay.
1: Oh, well, I'm, right. going mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going with Georgia. I'm um, going with Georgia. I don't think Alabama, this is their year. And, you know, I've it's mostly been wishful thinking up to this point. So um, I I just want Georgia to win so that Alabama is definitely not going to be in the championship.
0: Yeah, I am going to ruin your hopes because I'm going with Alabama. Not that I'm going to be right, but I'm going with Alabama um, to win this game. And just because Nick Saban, man, you put him in this position, and I, yeah, go with Alabama. They actually probably have more talent. They're the healthier team. And they got their scare last week. They'll be fine this week. Alabama.
1: Next is the Big Ten Championship, Michigan at – or, sorry, versus Iowa.
0: You get um, an easy one. <laughs> Did you want me Michigan. to choose a different one? No, no, it's fine. I'm oh. going with Michigan. They're, they're like a 22 point favorite. I'm going with Michigan. They're getting they're getting Harbaugh back. Um, they'll play for him. They'll play for style points themselves. Michigan. Well, they don't really need style points. They just need to win the game. But you
1: know. Yeah, I agree. But something interesting that I completely forgot is that Cade McNamara is at Iowa. I completely forgot. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a very personal game, which you know but I. But the no offense
0: I... that goes nowhere. But you're going Michigan also.
1: Yes, yes, I'm not choosing yeah. Cade McNamara.
0: <laughs> right, and that offense I can <laughs> barely didn't... score it. You know, what, no. do you know the over under for them the first half for scoring points is point five? <laughs> do you think they're going to score a point in the first half or not? <laughs> That's Iowa. Uh... Do you know what they're? Do you know what their over under for points in the second half is? Point five. You <laughs> think they're going to score a point Yikes. in the second half? Is the, yeah, right.
1: Is the Michigan defense that good? Yeah. Or is the Iowa oh, offense just...
0: It's it's both. The Iowa offense is atrocious. Atrocious. They had a, they're had they going to keep their offensive coordinator if they could average, I think, over 25 points on them. They're not keeping their offensive coordinator. They're yeah, ridiculous well, I, I wish
1: we were doing that.
0: They're ridiculously bad. Well, we can hire this guy maybe. Anyway. I don't know if I okay. want that. One more?
1: Yeah, last one. ACC, okay. Louisville versus Florida State.
0: This, this is a tough one.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going Louisville. They're not playing okay. with Jordan Travis. Yeah. So uh, I think it's going to be like a kind of a, a high point for Notre Dame, kind of oddly. Uh um, okay. I think Louisville is going to beat Florida State and knock them out of the championship uh, maybe.
0: We'll see. I will go with Florida State, and I will say it's going to be a very low-scoring game. I think Plummer will throw an interception that will cost the team. Um, <sighs> it'll be – yeah, right, I'm going with Florida State. So there we go. All right, Maggie, big week. We will be back next week to talk about – Um, the season and uh, give out our awards and uh, talk all things college football. We'll probably do a little bit more just college football talk next week. Uh, Until then, Maggie, any final words?
1: Catch you on the flippity flip, everyone.
0: Okay. Go Irish.
1: Thank you for listening. Join us next Friday night for another episode of a dad and a daughter talk Notre Dame football.